0: Welcome to the All Things Overlanding podcast. My name is Fletch and I'll be your host. Are you ready for some great Overlanding content? Then let's get into it. Hey there, Fletcher from All Things Overlanding here. Today I'm joined by Scotty from the Patreon group, and we are gonna be talking about the top three pieces of gear that we bring on every single trip. Um, you know, this is one of those once a month episodes where actually the people that are in my Patreon group come and actually get to hang out on the podcast and on the YouTube channel and get to be in an episode. So if that's something you're interested in, check out the description down below to see the link for Patreon, and come join us on the Patreon group. We'd love to have you. Um, But as I mentioned, Scotty is here from the group today, and it's going to be a really good episode because he's a brand new Overlander, and I've been doing it for a few years, so you're actually going to get to see the difference between what a sort of more experienced Overlander brings on every trip versus what a brand new person brings on every trip. So there's going to be a couple of different... uh, experiences perceptions of what is necessary when you go out on these trips so hopefully it's interesting and helpful for you guys but without further ado let's get into the three pieces of overlanding gear that a new and experienced overlander bring on every trip
2: So, hey, everybody, as I mentioned in the intro today, we are talking about kind of the top three pieces of gear that we take with us on all of our trips, whether it be like an overnight camping trip or a longer three day or four day or five day or longer uh, overlanding trip. There's always those pieces of gear that are just sort of necessary, at least to us. Right. So uh, today we're going to talk about that. I'm joined by my buddy Scott from Arkansas. Scott, hello. Thanks for being with me. Um, so I've been doing overlanding for about four or five years now. And Scott,
1: how long have you been doing it? Um, less than a year, right at a year, something like that. Just kind of getting into it.
2: Cool. So, yeah, so that's,
1: that's part of why we thought this
2: might be a good sort of thing is, you know, I'm going to kind of talk from a place where I've kind of been doing it for a little bit. Scott's going to talk from a place where he's a little bit newer. So we get kind of two different perspectives on it. Um, so yeah, so I you know we can kick this off here. We'll just kind of run through. I think we'll just take turns talking about our our three top things that we take, and uh, and we'll just kind of run through them here. So, um, do you want to go first, Scott, or you want me to go first with my first one? What do you what do you prefer?
1: Oh, it, it's your show. I'll let you go first. <laughs>
2: All right. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll, I'll I'll kick us off here. So um, I've been thinking about this a little bit prior to us getting together, and so I think the first thing that I always take it's just in the truck nonstop. Now it's not always on but it's always in the truck is my fridge. And I'm a little spoiled now, now that I've had this fridge for like, I've had a fridge for probably three years out of the last five. And I did do cooler. I started cooler. I was messing with the ice. I went on a four day trip to West Virginia and had to stop at a gas station, pay like $15 worth of money for for, uh, ice there to top it back off midway through the trip. And it just wasn't very convenient. So for me, I switched to a fridge. I did a a full sort of shelf in the rear of the Frontier that takes up half of the rear seat. And then I've got the, the fridge on a slider there. So I can just slide it right out and get access to it. But I mean, that's been a game changer for me to be able to have cold drinks. I even sometimes I'll use it like when I go to the grocery store, I'll just if I know we're going on a big grocery trip or we might have to run multiple errands, I'll kick it on the night before and then we'll go to the store. We know we can put our cold stuff in it and we can still go run our errands without having to run home to get everything into the fridge. Um, So it's just a handy thing. But on trips, especially, it's like super amazing to be able to just pick up, you know, sometimes I'll be running through going up to like the UP to go to like the core trip or whatever. I will mm-hmm. stop sometimes and pick up some beer, but maybe sometimes it's not cold and to be able to throw it in there, and not have to worry about it melting my ice and, you know, having the ability to cool things that maybe weren't cool before is kind of a nice thing to have. So that's kind of my, my first piece of gear that I always have to takes to the fridge. How about you, Scott?
1: First off, I'm still doing this with a cooler yeah, I need a fridge. I can I can see the
2: there's nothing wrong with it.
1: <laughs> I
2: used it for years. It's, it's perfectly fine. It's just
1: once you go fridge, you never go back. All well, right. And, you know, as I'm sitting here thinking, I'm going to go on a four day trip and, water, and we're going to be in the Ozark Mountains. There's, I'm going to have one chance to buy ice and that's it. Yeah. So um, I had originally I've been putting some thought into this again. I'm pretty new. Sure. Don't know exactly what all I'm doing, but something that is going to start accompanying me on every trip is a little power box that I built. The box comes from Harbor Freight. Okay. Then I bought. Yeah, nice. That right there for 20 bucks off Amazon. It has two USBs and a, uh, car. Yeah. Like a DC plug, DC plug, and a voltmeter and an on
2: off switch. That's pretty, that's all you need. Really?
1: Right. Um, so we use this all weekend, this past weekend, keeping our phones and watches charged. And it right now is currently sitting at 12.0 volts. Wow. Yeah. Um, I had an old motorcycle battery laying around that I bought from that was too big. Huh. And I thought right there is my battery. And like I said, uh, the, uh, electronics came with all the wires and plugs and everything I needed. All I had to do was drill, drill holes in it, screw it all together and, uh, custom cut my wires, run everything in parallel. And, yep. um, So if you don't have a power supply like I do, like I don't, then that's handy for watches, GoPros, phones, things like that to to help keep them charged. Um, If I'm not using something throughout the day that I would use at night, I can always leave it on the charger. But we charge two phones and two watches all weekend long with it. So, All right.
2: So next thing, item number two, I'm trying to remember. Oh, um, My next one I was thinking of is, and I don't know if you guys don't know what this is, I'll put a picture up here on screen. I'll put a link in the description down below, but I carry a Unijack with me everywhere that I go now. I used to be a high lift guy. I had to use that once on the Xterra on the sliders and it, it was sketchy. And I wasn't even off road. I was in a parking lot. I actually pulled a valve stem out leaving the National Forest and then blew a tire at 70, my driver front tire at 70 on the highway. And uh, got to have some fun with that. And then I limped it off. And uh, luckily, I had a compressor with me. So a compressor is also a good thing. I don't necessarily always have it, although I am installing it in the truck now. Um, but I did air it up enough to get it sort of limped off the road to a hotel parking lot, jacked it up on the sliders with the high lift, and then threw the spare on it. But the whole thing was a nightmare, right? Like the high lift is just creaking, and it's sketchy. And it's you know, I didn't have a rubber floor or, you know, mount for it. So I was on metal on concrete and it that didn't feel great. And so I was very leery of it. Um, and so I found this thing called Unijack. I heard a couple people talking about it. It's basically like a jack stand with a built-in bottle pump. That's basically what it is. So it has a locking teeth on it. You jack it up and then you put the pin in and you lock it in place. Um, I like that, though, because of, like, the size of my truck, because of how big it is on Top the 35s side. and stuff. It mm-hmm. it just makes me feel a lot safer with it, being able to lock it in place. Um, and you can kind of put it on a diff or an axle or just about anywhere that you really need to get it. Whereas, again, with the high lift, I either had to put it on a slider or the front bumper or, you know, there's an attachment where you could hook it to a wheel. But most of the time I'm trying to change a tire. I mean, that's mainly what I've done with it. So that's kind of why I switched to the Unijack. It's also smaller so it's got a wider base right but then it's not nearly as long as a high lift so I actually keep it in my deck system it's actually in a drawer so it's out of the weather it's it's stored mm-hmm. and it's watertight and it's just always in the truck but you know you could argue the same with recovery that's kind of along those lines I think recovery slash uh, tools to be able to work on your vehicle or at least change the tire kind of a deal are things that I always would take with me so that's my
1: second thing I've got a, I've got a high lift and I absolutely hate a high lift jack. Yeah. When I was 14 or 15, my mom and I were changing flat. My dad had a high lift. And uh, when I went to let the jack down back in those days, if you remember the old bumper jacks that hooked in a bumper, huh. you, you could hit that handle when you're sitting down, it'd walk itself down. It's, yeah. For 14 year olds, it's pretty cool to watch.
2: Yeah. Well, I did
1: that with a high lift one time, not realizing a high lift has a four foot long handle. Yeah. And I was leaning over when I kicked that thing off and it hit me under the chin and went up to the top and then hit me in the back of the head and then sit there (laughs) and looked on me all the way down. Wow. I've hated a high lift ever since. Yeah, I don't blame you. sounds horrible. My second piece, again, being new to this, I don't know what I do and do not need. My second piece is my coffee pot. Yeah. I got a percolator. Um, You know, I'm using a camp stove. Uh, for my cook just no cheap coleman cook stove sure. and so i went to walmart bought me an ozark trail percolating stainless steel percolating coffee pot
2: nice
1: and uh because i'm one that has to have coffee in the morning yeah. and makes perfect sense. so it stays in my truck um you know i've got that system uh, basically a, a home-built deck system
2: yep.
1: in the back of my truck and you know My camp stove, my coffee pot stay in there all the time, except when I bring them in the house to clean them and they go right back in the truck. That
2: makes perfect sense. I'm one of those weirdos that doesn't drink coffee. So I don't know what to make it. I don't know if it's a pro or a con. I don't have to mess with anything or cook, like make any coffee, but then I don't get the benefits of coffee either, I guess. so.
1: Right. Come here, kiddo. Hey, buddy. For those that are watching, this is my grandson, Avery. Hey, Avery. He's my, he's my camping and wheeling buddy.
2: That's my kids now. It's like one of them kind of wants to go. The other one's kind of just like, yeah, I'd rather just stay home. Dad, I'm, you know, he's 12 now. So he's so yeah. Now let's uh, dive into our third one. Oh, my third one is my trash bag. I have a last U.S. bag, sort of trasharoo style, like spare tire trash bag. Um, Again, I, I didn't even really think about those things. Like when I first started, I didn't even really realize they were a thing. Like five years ago, they weren't as popular or as big. And the first time I took my kids actually, and we went out there, they all pooped in the toilet. And then I realized we have to take that home. Like we have to do something with that. And so we had to take it in the vehicle and it stunk the whole two hour drive home. And that's when I was like, you know what, maybe an external trash bag is the way to go. And I will say, since I've had it, it has changed everything. Like, I mean, just to be able to throw stuff in, like trail cleanups get a lot easier. Mm -hmm. You know, we were on the highway or we were on a a gravel road in Hoosier National Forest and somebody had thrown their Chick-fil-A trash on the side. I just stopped really quick, got out, threw it in the trash bag, no problem. So it's one of those things that's like, seems a bit like unnecessary, but then once you start using it, it's actually pretty amazing.
1: So
0: I'll
1: have to figure out how to strap one of the back to pick it up. Yeah.
0: You could
2: I saw a guy and I thought this was pretty interesting. There's a it's a frontier guy. He doesn't have a rear-mounted spare, but he has a bed rack and he mounted his inside the bed rack now. But he has an open bed rack, not like an enclosed thing like yours. You probably wouldn't want to do that. But I just was like, Oh, that's actually kind of a clever idea to put it inside the rack because it's still outside the truck, and then it's not getting the wind and the weather and all that. So it probably lasts longer. Oh, right? I love you. I
1: might look into shell, at the camper shell handles and stuff and see if there's mm-hmm. A way that I because I've got one of them that doesn't work. Yeah. So well,
2: there's gotta be anyway. some sort of I mean, I hate to drill holes in fiberglass, but some sort of like a resealable <laughs> hook or something, you know, something that would like seal water tight, even if you had to put a bolt through the top or something. I've you got know?
1: I know I can fa- I can fabricate something. Yeah, I got something it. like
2: a D ring or something, I Like two D rings up top and then you do something through the bumper or something and
1: well I right. can I can build something that hangs over my tailgate. Yeah, that'd be cool. O- open the, uh, camper lid, hang that mm-hmm. over the tailgate and then close the camper lid and that'll keep it secure. <laughs> I'll look into it. Um, <laughs> my third piece, I don't know. I'd have to saved my tent because yeah. that's my only form of sleeping right now is a tent. Um, I am kind of a wuss. I do carry an air mattress with me. I don't believe it. I hate
2: sleeping on the ground.
1: Yeah. I, one of the things I, when I first started listening to you, one of the very first things you said about your uh, rooftop was you were tired sleeping on the ground
2: yeah.
1: and yeah. Um, you tried two or three different ways of, of camping and it didn't work and so, until you finally got into the rooftop <laughs> tents, my tent and my sleeping mattress go with me. And then I've got a small inverter Thanks. so I can blow up the, the mattress you know, that's, uh, again, I'm I'm too mean? new to this to have gone through all the gear that you have and figured out, or you and Jack, all the money. Wasted. Fe- <laughs> well, either or, um, to figure out what I do and don't need. Yes, I take right. tools with me all the time because right. you never know. Zip ties, yeah. You know, zip ties, and duct tape, um, yeah. because you never know. You know, basic camp gear stays in my truck 100% of the time. Yeah, love it. So yeah, that's kind of where fantastic. I'm at with all this stuff. Yeah, no, that makes, I mean, it makes perfect sense. That's the thing too is
2: like, you know, for those of you listening at home, like this is a great example, right? Of like, I'm talking about bougie stuff here, right? That you don't act, actually need. You don't actually need a fridge. You don't actually need a trasheroo. The unit jack thing I think is pretty useful. You yeah, know, some sort of a recovery tools slash uh, ability to work on your vehicle is important. I mean, that's that's the only thing really that honestly that I've talked about that's necessary. I mean, we're not talking about only gear that's necessary. So I don't feel mm-hmm. bad about the things that I said, but you know, I mean, what you're saying, Scott, is 100% right. Like, you don't have to have tons and tons of bougie exterior extra gear that requires, I mean, like, that's the thing with the fridge is I need a whole, I'm running a whole dual battery system and a whole red arc thing just to support all that right. plus all my other lights and all that stuff. So, I mean, the deeper you get into it, the more money you waste and spend. And like, again, my truck's sitting in my driveway broken right now, I've got all this gear and all this stuff. And I, I went out tonight and I just looked at my red arc. I'm like, ah, oh, I'm at a hundred percent. My solar's keeping everything topped off. I can't drive it. You know, it doesn't, if you just have a reliable vehicle and something to sleep in and something to cook with, that's really all you need. So.
1: I yeah. That's, you know, uh, I think it was, you said in the very beginning, grab what you got and go. Yeah. You yeah. know, take, what, what you've got available, whatever vehicle you've got, whatever camping gear you've got and just go yeah. and figure out what you need. And that's kind of where I'm at now. I'm figuring out, yeah. like I can already tell you that I need a fridge. Okay. Yeah. I want a fridge, but <laughs> it's going to fall into the need category because again, you know, I'm getting ready to go on a four day venture and I've got one shot at ice and that's it. Yeah. And I don't have a $300 cooler to keep ice right. for five days.
2: Well, and for a three hundred dollar cooler, you could get a three hundred dollar Cool fifty eight quart fridge. Now you got to have power. That's where you get in. That's where it actually gets expensive. Fridges are cheap, but it's you got to have a good AGM battery, starter battery, and maybe a backup mm-hmm. like a Noco or something just in case you kill the battery, but right, you know, yeah, so. Yeah, no, I like that. I love that stuff. So um, I think this was great. I think, I hope for, you know, everybody listening at home that you got some good ideas here and that you, again, you you see that disparity, right? And you see that you don't need to have all that fancy stuff or do that stuff. But sometimes it is nice to have. So like, as you move through it, like you said, Scott, like you'll learn the stuff, but just don't, don't listen to like people like me or anybody else on YouTube that says you need to go buy this and this and this and this, like go out for yourself, see what you need and then make your own decisions based on your budget. Yeah. So yeah, Absolutely. I think that's great. Thanks Scott for being with me. You bet. All
0: right guys. So that was the episode. Thanks again to Scotty for taking the time to hang out with me. Um, again, we do this once a month every single month for all the people that are in the Patreon group. Whoever's available, if you're available on the night that we choose and you want to come hang out, you get to be on the podcast, you get to be on the YouTube channel, and we all just hang out and talk about overlanding stuff. So if that's something you're interested in, down in the description below will be links to the Patreon page, to all my other social channels. If you want to come hang out on any of those, I'd love to have you, but definitely click through that Patreon link and and come join the Patreon. We'd love to have you in the group. We've also got an exclusive Discord that only the Patreon folks get to chat in, and we chat 24-7. So any questions you've got, any gear stuff, Stuff, rig stuff that you're working on. We-